Hello there, and thanks so much for supporting the Music Career Show. My aim with this podcast is to help as many people as I can turn their passion for music into a career that can support them and their family by speaking to people who have actually done it and finding out how they've done it. With this in mind, I have developed my music career roadmap. This is a fully comprehensive and detailed step-by-step guide of how you can go from dreaming about your ideal career to actually implementing and living that dream. It is yours to download for free and can be found in the description of this episode. If you would like any support at any stage of your music career, you can reach out to me via email at barry at oneladmusic.com. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Music Career Show. Welcome to the Music Career Show, telling you the stories of the world's best professional musicians. Hello there and welcome to the Music Career Show. My name is Barry and every week I'll be speaking with incredible musicians from all over the world about how they've honed their craft and made a career out of doing what they love the most. If you're a new listener, then while you still have your device in your hand, please take a second to subscribe and tell your friends all about the Music Career Show. Alright, hello there and very welcome back to the One Lad Podcast. Today we have a very, very good mate of mine uh, from a long, long time ago, uh, Mr. Mike Dalton, also known as Seba Safe. Um, he's just released some stuff and he's going to talk to us all about it. How are you doing, Mike? Mr. Lad, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lad, I'm doing well, lad, I'm doing well, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you very much for having me. It's great to see you. Haven't seen your face in a long time. Yeah, it's very, very long time, lad. It must be like, uh, Jesus, I, I don't know, when was the last time me and you actually saw each other? It could be coming up it, eight years, I'd say. It could be. It could even be my fucking tw- 21st, possibly. Could have been your 21st, which would have been... In Portumna, here. In Portumna. That, that, that would have been eight, nine years ago. That's mad, nine isn't it, lad? Nine years ago. Nine. Jesus Christ. Christ. almighty, yeah, Jesus. But, um, yeah, so there you go. So that that's how long it's been. But sure, <laughs> myself and Mike were just catching up off air there, which is, I I said on the last podcast as well, I said, it's really funny that it's like, I'm, I'm welcoming Mike in and saying, hello there, how are you? As if you've just like, oh, Mike, hello there. Do you know what I mean? And we've been catching up for ages, <laughs> but um, yeah. So, um, Mike, first of all, for, uh, for those listening that maybe haven't heard of you or don't know who you are what it is you do what is it that you do who are you introduce yourself to the world yeah well my name is uh mike dalton i go under the name uh seba safe like sebastian safe in hindsight it was a bit of a bit of a mouthful people are like what? but uh yeah s-e-b-a-s-a-f-e i'm a singer singer songwriter uh sometimes usually kind of sad stuff nice always an acoustic but um yeah, no, lately I've, I have a band with me, so kind of rocking out a bit more um, indie, kind of folky, poppy stuff. And yeah, constantly writing tunes. And I just have a sitting on a mountain of tunes now from the last few years that I'm working on releasing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, how did you arrive at the name Seba Safe? That is from uh, a world that me and you lived in many years ago <laughs> when we were traveling across Europe. <laughs> there was a we went to, um there was a, a a family who owned a owned um several Irish bars and then yeah one of those daughters who owned one of the bars named me Sebastian Sebastian Safe. All right, um, is that where that came from? It is indeed. <laughs> and then I got back to Ireland um 
go back to Ireland and I used to, I was like, oh, I, have, I used to pretend to be a man called Sebastian Safe, a, man, a music manager. And I said, have this guy, Mike Dalton. He's unreal. Just check him out. My name is Sebastian Safe. And then that was my, uh, my double alias as a manager for years. And then, and then I was called Oh Wild Youth. And then Wild Youth, the bastards came out. They were called Lunar. And right as I was kind of doing my thing as Oh Wild Youth, Wild Youth came out. So I had to fucking change again. Sorry about the cursing. And then Zebra Safe is the last one. Grand. See, I did think that oh, well, that, oh, that you and Wild Youth were the same thing. So I was seeing these boys all over the telly and everything. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's my mate, my dad. And I always knew he'd go far. Look at him. He's doing great, isn't he? No, I'm drinking beer in Bertumna, man. <laughs> <laughs> so did, so did, did you not get anywhere as, as Oh, Wild Youth? I literally was just, uh, I did a, I had one single and then I had kind of my launch gig in the Workman's Club in Dublin. And then yeah. literally about two weeks after that, Wild Youths came out and they were being managed by Ronan Keaton and everyone, like loads of friends were getting on to me like, oh, is this you? Is this you? And I was like, ah, fuck this. I just nipped it in the bud. So <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> so oh, no way. I, was, I was going through loads of different names then. And yeah, Seba Safe. It was between Seba Safe and Auntie Rita. Sometimes I wish <laughs> I picked Auntie Rita. <laughs> as in like anti as in like you're against it or anti as no, in no, anti like no anti and uncle <laughs> <laughs> down with Rita's not, 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 I'm not on board with Rita's at all they're all bastards man <laughs> <laughs> apologies to anyone um, called Rita it, 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 that is only a legend I'm not saying sorry I'm not saying sorry <laughs> <laughs> fair play to you fair play um so then, so you, with 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 the all wild youth stuff, do you still do 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 perform that single or what's what's the crack? Uh, no, actually, I haven't really um, haven't performed that kind of in a long time. I am um, um, yeah, I just released an EP there, um, which was a lot kind of softer than the stuff I'm writing at the moment. But um, I, I signed a record deal over lockdown, and they were like, let's kind of start off with a nice kind of singer songwriter vibe um, EP. Mm-hmm. They, some of the songs they picked are from like I wrote them ten years ago, so it was kind of almost, almost felt like I was playing covers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, sure um, enough. But um, yeah, that's out in the world now. It was released on the sixth, I think. That two fr- two weeks ago, Friday, sixth um, of August. Mm. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, no, it's going. It's nice now. But I'm actually I'm I'm starting to record my next EP now on Saturday, which is the EP I wanted to release a week, about a year ago with some new songs on it. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of the, the jam I'm in at the minute. A lot, lot more bandy, a lot more kind of poppy, upbeat. Great stuff. Great stuff. And then what's, what's the, what's the, the lineup of your band? So, um, myself, um, if my manager, Shay plays a guitar with me as well. Um, mm-hmm. Liam Byrne, a lovely man on the bass. And then Neve Casey, she's a Dublin drummer. Um, so it's just the four of us. And then, um, that time we've a bit of spooky tracks in the background, just kind of atmospheric drones and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's usually just the four of us live. Grand job. And then, so you're you're away recording then in um, in London. You said over the weekend. What's the studio? Where are you heading? Um, I'm doing the drums in a place called Narsicus. It's on in West London. It's it's like a apparently it's an amazing drum room. So I'm just doing drums for two days there, and then I'm yeah. uh, the, the EPs were being produced by a guy called Duncan Mills. He's uh, has his own little studio, and so we're doing the the rest in his in his place. Oh, um, I think I've heard the name Duncan Mills. It rings a bell for something. Yeah, it he, does he, ring a bell. Yeah, he worked. He's worked with them. Um, I think he's worked with like Florence Machine, Catfish and the Bottle Men. I think he did a, mixed a bit on Jake Bugs first uh, first album. So he's uh, seems like a nice skin as well. Who had a few Zoom calls, get a yeah. little laugh out of him. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it now. 
Jesus, you're throwing out enough. some serious names there, lad. Well, that's that's, that's him now, not, not, not me. <laughs> ah, yeah, but guilty by association, do you know what I mean? I think we, we, we might have been lucky to get you on the podcast before you, <laughs> your, your, your head won't fit on the screen, but it sounds a thing, sir. Uh, no, I know, I, the, the, the tunes are absolutely terrible, lad. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't listen. Don't listen. They're absolutely chronics. They are woeful. You don't want to listen to that muck altogether. Um, I read no, more my parents' house just to... Just to <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's great stuff, lad. No, it sounds like everything's going really, really well for you. So, like, let's let's let's, let's go back to the start. As as, as um, I was saying, to the end of this podcast is to take, sort of inspire as many young musicians or as many up-and-coming musicians as possible by showing them what's possible um with, with with just a little bit of grit a little bit of hard work and showing them mm. that everyone started from somewhere i always get asked oh i'm 40 am i too old to learn how to play banjo no you're not you're not too old to learn how to play banjo no you might be too old to learn how to play anything else but no but no not, no joking, <laughs> joking but no you're, you're you're never you're never too old someone always has to start somewhere do you know what i mean so mike where did it all start from you for you i should say um, I suppose the good old fashioned grungy teenager, spotty lad with long hair listening to Nirvana and Metallica and Pantera and stuff like that. Um yeah. starting starting a little band in the garage, just blaring electric electric guitars and uh I suppose they started writing writing those kind of metally grungy songs when I was yeah. about thirteen, fourteen. And How then, long were you playing guitar at that stage? When when what age did you start playing guitar? Uh probably around that time, around twelve, thirteen. Twelve, thirteen. Um, but then still, still not fucking great at it. I actually need to book in a few lessons with you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, well, that was, three, 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 three chord trick, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listen, this is it. Uh, and, and, um, did you, did, like, did you, are you just self-taught or? Uh, I remember going to a few, a few lessons back, like if there's a group thing in a, where the, where the old teenage discos used to go on. There was a guy, a uh, local guy who did a few lessons. I don't think I went to many now. Myself yeah. and Mark Finerty, who, who, you know, we went to, went to a few of them. The tree, um, fin. <laughs> the tree fin, the tree fin, and we uh, actually then we just started robbing tabs off the off the internet, you know. Grand and yeah, so like you were you were, you were learning like the community hall yourself and and and, and Finnerty there, um, like how like what sort of stuff were you learning? Was it just the usual like Sweet Home Alabama, or was it like like was it structured? What was the crack? I remember it was the horse of no name. That was that was the, I think that was oh, the yeah. first song. Yeah, that's that. Do you know what? But for for years, that was the only thing that Kevin Cranley could play because it's two cards. <laughs> Still is man. <laughs> he's doing well, actually. In fairness, I might get him on the is podcast it? and all. He's he's learning. Sure? Yeah, he's doing. Is he? I was chatting to yeah. a few messages from him recently. We we're on about meeting up. We must meet him. Yeah, do yeah. No, he's he's actually doing really really well on the guitar. He's living out in Doha now. He's gigging in a, an Irish pub out there at the moment. Uh, he's doing really really well for himself. But um, yeah, Harson on him. He actually taught me that. Believe it or not. Um, but yeah, so you were you were working away at like, hey, you're working away at Horseman No Name, and it didn't take you long then to like realize that it was kind of that wasn't the most exciting, uh, and it wasn't overly what you wanted to do. So like, you yeah. started learning on, and imagine an acoustic guitar, some sort of classical yoke or something Me, like that. What did you have? Yeah, uh, I had a little Yamaha. It, was, it wasn't even electric. It was just a just a standard Yamaha acoustic. Um, Grand job. Not no, wrong no, with them. Jizz, they're great. Oh, it was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. And then. When did I get? I got I got a little SG then about a year later, a, 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 a knockoff SG, and that's when yeah. he started writing kind of uh, writing kind of grungy tunes or originals, and then the little band started. I suppose fourteen, fifteen. Started. What was the name of the band? 
the first name the first name was the suicidal sheep and then <laughs> and then it was reef stained for years and then it that's was, right uh, i remember you talking about reef stained and um, was did she go on the telly or something like that or did i make that up there's a little balcony tv thing we did years ago remember the thing oh, we used to do in dublin yeah balcony tv what was that like was that with reef stained was it that was the, it still was restrained, but we we were called Johnny Zero then at that stage. Oh yeah, <laughs> Johnny Zero was the one that stuck for a while, and we kind of yeah that's, we started kind of pushing towards more like poppy kind of the blizzards kind of more radio friendly tunes then at that stage. But um, yeah, that was all all a learning curve. All a learning curve, yeah. And so what what age did you start gigging then? You, I'd imagine you you worked hard in the garage, you wrote a couple of songs, you learned Smells Like Teen Spirit in four different keys, and. Uh, <laughs> What, what happened then? You started gigging, did you? I remember that the first gig was in the was in, at at school in the kind of the the study hall. We set up and yeah. played, played played a few tunes. They were probably absolutely terrible, but um, yeah, I can't really remember what the first. Oh, there used to be a great little battle of the band scene and a lot of bands around here back in the day. I don't want you sure is there young lads playing around here like that much as much as they were, but uh, yeah, yeah around here in Offaly and Tipperary, so there used to be loads of gigs going on with young bands. But then, yeah. um, then I got pulled into the dark side, of the old cover scene, and uh, not wrong with that. Lad. <laughs> I know, another no, no, fucking great crack and great experience as well. Like that's a great that's experience. Cut, cut my teeth in uh, performing the old cover cover scene, and that's that's how we met, Barry. That's how we met, and how our how our beautiful relationship blossomed into what it is today. And all right, so let's uh, let that that's that's fast forward a little bit then, and 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 get to that because that that that's what everyone wants to hear about is uh, that old cracking salute. <laughs> The, the, the dirt uh, the dirt is right i don't know if we ever <laughs> actually spoke about how you ended up in salute how did you end up in salute uh young mark finnerty who we just mentioned there friend of mine from home um yeah. he had been there i think once or twice on holiday family holidays so we were, i think okay. i was I, I would think i was 17 the first time i went out 17 it must have been just 18. were you there were you there the first was 2012 your first year yeah, I think our, I think your, our, we came the same time, didn't we? The same year. We came the same time, roughly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you might have been a couple of weeks before me because you were kind of um, sort of half established by the time I got there. We're playing in the in Patrick's with Blackie. Um, yeah, so Mark, yeah, Mark just right. said, let's pack our guitars and go to Slough and just, uh, let's uh, surely some, we'll get a gig somewhere. And that's what happened. We booked a one. And that's what tickets. happened. You literally had like, did you book anything? No, nothing. We didn't. We didn't even know any any of the bars, any of the any people over there. And we, oh, wait. Uh, like the other way, they kind of when you know them, they they put out ads on Facebook and stuff. But back, no, yeah. we just went guitars on our back and went over, and uh, we went into a couple of dodgy English bars first, and they weren't really having any of it. And then we stumbled into Patrick's bar, uh, the old one, remember the little one, Blackie used to run. Yeah, and yeah. Then we did, did a little. He did a little kind of a trial gig for him, and he goes, "I like his lads," and he goes. Uh, but the thing is, the minimum would be six nights a week, and I went. Uh, huh. You don't mind me asking what the maximum would be? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So from yeah. there on, yeah, we're fucking seven nights a week there, nearly for the. We, we pretty much stayed there for the summer. Yeah, you did. I, I, I only remember doing a handful in uh, in Patrick's, partly down to the fact. Actually, no, that's a lie. I only ended up doing gigs in Patrick's after used by his left. Um, it, was a, it was a nice little gig. It was a handy little gig. I remember elbow there was one on, night. Elbow on the bar. Elbow on the bar is right. Yeah, yeah. Elbow <laughs> on the bar. Um, I remember one night, it, and it used to get really hot, like so hot. I remember one night taking off my shirt after a gig and like wringing it out 
It was just, <laughs> yeah. it, it was, it was so. Uh, I, I like to bring freaking spare jocks, shorts, t-shirts, everything after a gig there, man. It was crazy. Oh, the whole lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, it was absolutely chronic. So, so yeah, yourself infinity just, just headed out. I, 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 I never knew that. Like, I, um, <laughs> that's mad. How, how do you feel? Well, how I ended up there was myself and um, Kevin that we mentioned there uh, a minute ago. Um, we were gigging one night in Eden Derry, in Fies in Eden Derry, and uh, Garla used to uh, work in... Actually, Blackie's girlfriend at the time, Sarah um, Fanning, Sarah, is from yeah. Eden Derry. Yeah. Jeez, oh, there I we go. I know. They're married now. They're yeah, married I, now, and they've got, they've got kids and the whole lot. Like. They're, they're lovely, the two of them. I... Go hundred percent, absolutely hundred percent. Blackie was actually the first one that gave me a, a dig out and all. Um, and Sarah used to cut me hair uh, when I was in Slough. So yeah, Sarah <laughs> was the one that says, "Oh, boys, are really good. You should go out to Slough. I work there, work in Temple Bar and whatever else." So I get on to them. I says, "Look, hello there. I'm Barry, uh, and I've got a band and whatever else." And the two boys uh, that was gigging at the time, Kevin and Peter, they weren't uh, available because they were still in university, whereas I was just finishing up in college. And um, I ended up getting one of my college mates to come out with me. And as a it, it it never worked out with him because he was a little bit older than me. He was no crack. And <laughs> uh, I, 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 genuinely, and one day I woke up and he was just gone. He just abandoned me. Um, like I was only 19 at the time. Like I'd never been away from home or I'd never had a job or I'd never like it was loads and loads and loads of firsts. And the whore just abandoned me, just left me. I woke up one day and he was gone. Uh, and there he was not there. Um, so I kind of had to sort of make my own way, and I, I remember like we where we were staying was over um flowers, flowers of Scotland, funnily enough. <laughs> and I used to like kind of go smack around and turn the smack flats, yeah, yeah. Um, lovely part of the world, lovely, <laughs> lovely, lovely, great crack all together, literally crawling around the place. Oh, stop that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I used to go around and serenade different tables, like at flowers, and people used to think I was mad crack because I just didn't like I didn't know any better. I I just kind of was naturally a lunatic, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and then one I can't remember what happened, but one night Blackie was let down, and I couldn't do a full gig by myself. But Jason from a band called the were they called the Shamrockers at the time? He was with a Scottish fellow. So. Yeah, yeah. So the two of them, he was let down from music one night. Actually, that was probably used. No, it wasn't at all. It was someone else. I can't remember what the situation was. But anyway, he was let down from, or he needed music one night. And he happened to be in Temple Bar having the din-dins at the same time as me and Jason, as it turned out. And he came to me and he says, come over here to me. And he brought me over to Jason and he says, are you too able to do a gig tonight? And we were just like, I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll give it a lash. And, <laughs> and that was it. That was it. At that stage now, I... Yeah, that, and that was it. I'd been in slow now two weeks at this stage, so my money was running very, very, very dry. Very dry. Only for the fact now that we had our, our accommodation and, and food and stuff paid for, I'd have been knackered. Um, but yeah, like, so it was it was a godsend at the time. Uh, but I remember, like, sitting in, sitting outside, dangling the toes in the pool at the Smack Flats, trying to learn, <laughs> like, Hills of Donegal and everything, because I didn't know any Irish songs at all. Didn't know a single one. <laughs> even know the fields of Athen Rye at the time. I knew like the shouting bit and the bit that everyone knows, but I didn't even know the fields of Athen Rye or not. And like, so um, and that was really, really hard. That was very, very Terrific. tough. Yeah, I remember just being sweating in the in the apartments trying to learn all these Irish tunes, particularly yeah, more more of the the more rebel ones that I'd never played before. Like, they're like, you have to play them, you have to learn them. It was like oh, fucking. 
Yeah. Crack. But, so, so did you not know any Irish songs either? A few like kind of uh, like Joe more like Whiskey in the Jar kind of. No, but yeah. none of the none, none of the spicier ones, I'll say. Ah, that will that will skill the idle, diddly idle, dump the day. Yeah, no, 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 neither did I. I literally learned them um, on the job. So, how did you get over that then? Like, how did you learn them on the spot? Because, so to fit to you, so the, the Mickey Finns was Mike Dalton and Mark Finnerty. Mickey, Mike, Finn, Finnerty. Mickey Finns. And Mickey Finns in Ireland is, uh, what is it? It's a drink, isn't it? It's like a, mm, ap- apple like sours, a, I think, apple, is what they mm, have. Apple sour, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were called the Mickey Finns. And so it was Mike doing all the singing and playing guitar. And then. Finnerty was also there playing guitar. Uh, I like that. I was like Ronnie Drew at the end of the summer. I like was doing sometimes. You are. Like, it's like four hour gigs a night, like seven, nearly seven nights a week. Four hours it was nuts. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I bet you regret saying, "What's the maximum now?" Yeah, I yeah, honestly, absolutely. I, I, I think I it kind of permanently damaged my voice. Like I don't think I ever fully got back to where 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 it was. Well, funny you should say that. I was only talking to someone about that um, the other day, in that my falsetto the ooh, that's literally only decided to to make an appearance again for the first time in about i'd say do you know it was it was lockdown it was lockdown yeah. that i wasn't singing anywhere near as much that i think me, me voice got a chance to properly catch up with itself <laughs> but um yeah i i i, I know what you're saying because it, it, it it's hard that isn't it it's it's grueling and i suppose then you're drinking and going out every night on top of it and then you're back in for another four hour four hour set but, yeah, that uh, jeez, you wouldn't change it for the world. It was, it was. I was just gonna say that I, I do it again. If I was able for it and I had the opportunity, I, I'd do it again in a harpy. No bother. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely class. All it was so. Let's let's let let let's run. Let's give a rundown of what something like that entails. So, me and you, obviously, me me and you live together. Um, and in fact, did me and <laughs> me and you not share a bed for the whole summer? <laughs> <laughs> how are you only thinking of that now i totally oh, forgot man. that Jesus. yeah because i was in, i was in like i was in the free accommodation and i think what so how did that happen anyway, the, the two of us in the, in the fucking there, there was no um aircon no anything two of us There's no not the tail just in an absolute sweat box like yeah i don't know i actually really don't know how that ended up but it was like it wasn't as if it was just for one night it was just that was it <laughs> There was a great photo of me and you on Facebook selling tape and the fan to the to the to the, the corner of the wall. Remember that? Yeah. Oh jeez. I remember getting shocked yeah. off those plugs as well. The place was lethal. Making, <laughs> lethal making it was making saucepans of loudmouth soup out in, out in the ah loudmouth soup, lad. Jesus, yeah. That was when that was the day that James was going home, wasn't it? J- King James. But if anyone is listening, that type of life or that type of job is. Yeah, there's jobs everywhere in sunny places for that particular type of work and it is a great way to 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 get confidence performing in front of crowds and improve your voice improve your guitar also wreck your voice but (laughs) don't have to do it yeah but if you you know you're you're right lad in fairness if if you do it right um it there's there's no better way to learn how to how to perform so yeah so let's 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 go back to what we were saying so let's let's talk about what was a day in the life of mike like when he was living in Salou mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 19 years of age. Mad. Um, I suppose you try and wake up as early as you could, but uh, yeah, sometimes you'd be all right. Sometimes you'd wake up at second five in the evening, but it depends. It would get, make your way to the beach. See, we were, we were, if you were up at five in the evening, I, 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 I was, I was never up before seven in the evening, but anyway, <laughs> I went home whiter than I went, than I was before when I, when I arrived and you went home. Like, 
you went home like Warder's Originals a lot you we were freaking putting baby oil on ourselves it was ridiculous but yeah, you'd, wake up, you'd wake up you'd go to the beach you'd uh, get your dinner and then you'd sweatily pick up your guitars and walk to whatever pub you're playing in that night and then you'd play a, you'd be absolutely sh- shaken and did not want to do the gig the first few songs and then it kind of has a funny way of dragging you back in especially in the crowds they're buying you shots of Sambuca <clears throat> yeah, and uh, and then you're right as rain then halfway through the set and then you then you're after the gig you're buzzing and then you find yourself out again have a great night <laughs> find yourself out yeah <laughs> find yourself out blink twice you're out and then uh, wander home as the sun is well up and then it all repeats itself in a, in it a, all repeats in itself in, so in, what, in a beautiful what? blur so what what time did you used to start gigging at? What time did we used to start? Um, I suppose it was about half nine, ten. Was it ten? No, ten. Uh, ten. Ten, I'd say, yeah. About ten, 11, ten o'clock. 12, one, finish about one, half one. You'd be finishing about one, half one. And then depending on what pub you were in, you could either take a break or otherwise. So it was three yeah. pubs that we used to gig between. One was uh, Danny Boy. So if anyone's ever been to Salou, Danny Boy is... The Danny Boy was the very, very first thing I ever saw in Salou because I went outside the airport and there was a massive big billboard with Danny <laughs> Boy, uh, whatever it was, come here for the crack or something along those lines. Um, so there was Danny Boy. And from what I remember, we used to do three sets in there uh, and we could take like a 10, 15 minute break in between where they used to do the Danny Boy dance and they had all the <laughs> all the staff and all everyone up to do proud mary and doing all the john john dalton my brother was great he was great at that wasn't he he, loved he it was savage that. he loved it he in fact i think it was it, it, it was his favorite thing in the world wasn't it <laughs> he used to hide in the bathroom yeah there was nothing else that man loved no than a good old danny boy dance huh? <laughs> so yeah i think danny boy we used to do three sets so we do like 10 to 11 then take a break maybe quarter past 11 till just after 12 and then you were meant to kind of finish in around sort of one ish, but I often remember looking at the clock and seeing quarter to three. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, especially in Danny Boy, because the energy and just the pure crack. Now, for anyone out that, that has never been to Ireland and thinks that we're talking about something dodgy, crack is spelled C R A I C, and you're going to hear an awful lot on this <laughs> podcast. And it's just an Irish word for, uh, Help me out there, lad. Uh, good crack. I know I'm joking. Uh, fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it's just it, it, the, the crack is it, it's 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 universally available to any sort of situation that a word is needed. But um, it's fun with it's fun, fun fun with a bit of divilment in it. Fun with a bit of divilment in it. That's 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 the best way of describing it. Now we need to explain what divilment is. But sure, anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, um, but yeah, you'd often go on for hours afterwards because hours. just the, the crack was mighty the crack was just flowing and you literally used to have like crowds audiences holiday goers whatever you call them in the palm of your hand and just unreal just great crack altogether so that was danny boy you do three sets and temple bar i don't think you ever took a break i think no. we used to maybe give each other a couple of minutes yeah. so hop off and yeah and play a solo and play a song yeah and that used to be a great one was getting someone else up He'd often open up the floor <laughs> to anyone else that wanted to get up and sing a song. I remember there was one family that used to come back about three or four times a year. And the young one, God love her. If she's listening now, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. But the young one, God love her, the, the daughter of the family used to get up and sing. Uh, it was a song, I think the band's name was Fun. Do you remember that one? 
tonight. Yeah. And she was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And every single time, the father... Now, I'm a father now myself, so I'd be exactly the same. But I always, always just think the father was a lunatic. But the father was there <laughs> with the camera, recording every last second of it from like different angles and all this kind of crack. Every time. It's, it's always and amazing, it was, the, the, the confidence in those type of people. Yeah. It's brilliant. Oh, really. yeah, brilliant. yeah. Yeah, oh, fair play to them. Do you know what I mean? The world would be very boring without people like that. But um, yeah, you do meet you do meet all sorts. You really, really do. Um, and then, of course, that was Temple Bar and then Patrick's as well. Uh, Patrick's is actually where I met my wife for the first time, believe it or not. Jeez, uh, that. that was the year after. Yeah, there you go. The small one or the, or the new one? No, the small one. I didn't know there was a new one. Is there a new one? Uh, the, old, the old flowers is... is Oh, that's right. Yeah, but is 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 that still Patrick's now, or has it changed? I think, I think it's gone now. I don't, I don't think it's anything. So Patrick's gone now, is it? Ah, oh, so. what a shame. Patrick's was a great spot. Jez Patrick's was savage. So it was. It was really, really good. But um, so yeah, so that was our sort of life for the best part of two years. It was absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. Highlight from it, Mike. Highlight. What what was your what was your highlight of the entire? entire time and well, we were talking about a few stories there before we started recording that I, I don't think can go in but there there, there, was, there was a there was a, a barbecue sauce incident that I was quite funny. Yeah. Um, and the highlight really was just the I think we just struck gold with the the, the people we, we met that the original year that we were like a family yeah. like it was just absolutely class you're right we did we did we did absolutely everything together we were like brothers and sisters it was yeah, I've never I've never actually experienced anything like that since um, yeah with a group of strangers like <clears throat> group of strangers oh yeah group of strangers and yeah. we were all instantly best pals best pals and do that and for each other probably did probably did mm. probably got each other out of manny's a manny's a situation what, what a time what a time what a time is right wouldn't be able for it now mind i've been i've been practicing every day so i think i think i <laughs> uh, will definitely have to have to have a an old uh an old reunion at some point because as you said there, at start, there it's, it's it's nine years i'd mm. say since i've actually seen you in real life which is mad that's crazy absolutely mad crazy. to think that it's been that long since i've actually not feel that seen long. you in real life doesn't at all doesn't at all and like you say you, we struck gold with the people that that we met like here's me and you nine years later you wouldn't have thought that the day has gone past you know what i mean well, I, I, I don't think so anyway yeah i kind of gave up yeah. the cover thing then after well, I was in college. I did well through college. I was playing them away, but then I went to BIM. <clears throat> I went. To, I, I, I did the yeah. I did the songwriting stream in in BIM, which uh, which I actually kind of sank in that environment. To be honest, it was kind of a oh, did you lo- looking around at everyone like they're like Jesus. Like, there's so much talent around, and I kind of spooked me in a way. So it actually took me a while. I went did the did the whole thing, graduated, <clears throat> but it took me a while to get kind of the confidence back. It was it was a weird. It should have been a confidence booster, but just whatever way it, it hit me. It kind of put me down a few pegs, but I suppose that was kind of a good thing. I had to figure out what what yeah. way I wanted to write and what what I wanted to do. But met some great people. Yeah. It's great for connections. <clears throat> yeah, I can imagine. All right. Yeah. Do, have you got any a particular like kind of golden connections that you made there? Um. Well, my one of my best friends, Shay. He's my also my manager, and he. Uh, yeah, geez, he fucking he, he's done an awful lot for me so I sorted out the got my record deal sorted over the over COVID and he's just kind of always been there and he's still if we can talk every day he's he's, uh, he's your lobster <laughs> but see that, that TikTok with the with the, the dog my, my my rotten soldier he's my little boy 
to the dog winning. No, for the dog. Never mind. There you go. There's, there's a recommendation for everyone. Go and find that TikTok. I, I even said it wrong, but yeah, pretty good. We'll, we'll try. We'll try and find that, and we'll link it in the description of dude, the dude, of dude. the the, the, the oh, podcast. I told you. Um, yeah. So so <laughs> so <laughs> you finished up in BIM anyway, and then what 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 did you do next? What what was next for Mike? Um, it's it's mad to think how long I've been out of BIM. I some sometimes I'm like, oh, sure, I just graduated there, but I. That's when I kind of started the, that was the, oh, the OLD thing was the end of BIM. And I, had, I got a band, I had a band at the time and I right. was writing away. And then that ended and I went to, what did I do? I was, I was living in, I was kind of just working in cafes and bars around Dublin, to be honest. And I was always, I've constantly been writing away, but I didn't, wasn't really releasing anything or showing many people. But um, mm. then I moved to Belmullet in the West in Mayo for for a couple of months and wrote a load of tunes and demoed them and then went to a friend of mine, Kelvin Barr, who plays for the band All The Look In The World. And All right, cool. he produced my first EP and then I sat on that like a little coward for many years, <laughs> about three years sitting on it. All I right. was mastered and ready, mastered ready to go and then... Oh, really? Yeah, it was mad, stupid. Why? Why? What I was wrong with you? I was kind of wait, I was oh. waiting for the right opportunity at first and then kind of... It's like, did you ever see the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin? He's like... Yeah, <laughs> he just keeps, he putting keeps it on getting, a pedestal. He keeps putting it off, putting it off. But then, yeah, then yeah. he started spook. It became this thing I was terrified of. But um, yeah. Then, then I, I teamed up with an Irish label and I did that song, uh, my song, in waiting with them. And then I asked okay. them, would they would they like to release that EP? And they said no. And then I was like, fuck it. Then I was going to do it by myself. And that yeah. is what the one of those songs got on uh, New Music Friday on Spotify. And then the label I went now saw that and. So yeah, I followed my own gut and put it out anyway, and that's what sorted good me man. out. Oh, good man. Well, then maybe well, you, you you were right to wait for the right time. Then in that case, possibly, yeah. Fun, yeah, funny, I was going to say that there, there's there's definitely a lesson there that we can learn, and that don't overthink things. I know I'm very very oh, guilty of overthinking everything. I overthink everything to the umpteenth, and it's never served me. It's never ever no. served me, and it doesn't stop me overthinking. It. I'll go and overthink what I'm going to have for my tea now. No, this, you know what I mean? And in an hour's time, I'll still be starving and have nothing ready. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there, there's a bit, there's a bit of a lesson, but then it kind of that's kind of snookered us in that. It's 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 worked out very very well for you. Overthinking is good for uh, a writing for writing. I think you can't yeah. be uh, like obviously you can be overcritical of yourself, but if you're constantly constantly thinking about it i think you're constantly improving whatever you're doing just means you care barry it just means you care is right yeah <laughs> no you're right yeah I, 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 and again the the whole thing of um self-criticism do you know what i mean it's all well and good people telling you oh this is great or this isn't as good or whatever you yeah. know yourself if something's right if something's not right you know yourself and it's 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 a sign of a of a of a, a good solid hard-working person that they're, they're always wanting to to make themselves better and take the next step and make even if it, it's uh, the whole notion of if it's not broken don't fix it it's yeah. wrong do you know what i mean yeah. sometimes it doesn't need to be broken and it still needs to be fixed um <laughs> so yeah one thing i thought one thing i found as well is the, uh, crucial if you're if you like if you're like listening to what you just wrote and you're into it and it's something you'd listen to i think that's the key if you're right if yeah. you're writing it if you're writing something because you think that people will like it or you think it should sound like this, then I think you're going down the wrong path altogether. If you're writing something 100%. that you think is you think is cool or you think sounds good, I think that's the that's the that's the trick. 
<clears throat> yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I always think I'd be a great comedian because I find myself hilarious. <laughs> and it's, it's literally, I was like, I, I, <laughs> my wife is always, has always given out to me. She's like, why are you laughing at yourself? She's like, because my type of humor, humor makes me laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, 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 I find my exact type of humor hilarious. So when I think it's something funny, it's obviously funny to me. <laughs> I think you're funny, so- Barry. I think I'm funny too. I I I I do my best, like, do you know what I mean? Um Grand. So um so that's that that's kinda taking you up to, to now. And what was your yeah. favorite job while you were you were you were kind of half arse in musicianship and um, not half arse, but you know what I mean? While you while you were yeah. that's a that's a terrible way of putting it. While you were working on uh your music and stuff and trying to make it a full time, what was your for, what was your favorite job? I was working in a place in Dublin called Fallon and Burn. They just opened up this like multi-million euro, like massive shop, restaurant, kind of right. cafe. It's like a multi, like loads of different things. There was a pizza pasta place in it. There was a butcher's and it was just this massive, massive kind of multi-purpose shop, restaurant thing. But uh, the team of people in that were just all mad bastards. And we it was kind of almost like a salute situation where we all just kind of got on, got on very well. And, yeah, all just clicked. Um, it just clicked and it was, that was it was just yeah it was a gas time the the blackbird pub just, was just two doors down and she, there was about 80 people working there so after every shift there'd be like nearly a party so it was gas will crack very educational to the music as well so what's what's what, what's next for you then obviously you're you're away recording um, um yeah this is the, the, probably the most excited i've ever been about recording anything um this is the kind of the ep a lot of these songs th- three of these songs i gave in last year when i was first talking to this label they said kind of maybe hold off for a bit. We start with kind of a singer songwriter approach, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So recording them five songs. I think I'm going to release one this year in in November, and then the rest in the new year. And then mm-hmm. then the plan is to um, move on to my first album. Then that's the that's Brilliant. the plan, and hopefully, uh, probably one or two of these five might be on the album. We'll see how All they right. go. But um, so that is that's the plan. Have you got the album written, or are you still writing it? I've pretty pretty much. You never know if there if there some new ones might pop in that I'll prefer. But I've I've yeah. I've, I've about thirty songs that I'd happily put that I could pick ten from that I'd happily make an album from. So just right. that's the hard part. Just whittle, whittle, whittling them down is the is actually the tricky part. For the five songs I'm doing now, I'd I'd it took me fucking weeks, but I whittled whittled them down to twelve, and then finally whittled them down to five there two weeks ago. So all right, good stuff. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a nice few in the tank anyway. Good stuff. No, Jez, that's brilliant, lad. We're going to do a quick fire round of just random questions just for the pure hell of it. Now, I think all the listeners Blue. will have gotten... Dabba-dee-dabba-dee. <laughs> 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 um, I think all the listeners will have gotten great crack out of listening to the, to the stories, but we're going to give them a little bit more. So just a quick fire round. Don't even think about it. Just give me the first answer, all right? Okay. Right. If you had to be a Disney character, which one would you be? Jesus, uh, Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is such <laughs> I don't know, I <laughs> great stuff great stuff um, it's a terrible choice really when you could have been anyone but go on anyway sorry you could have been anyone but you've chosen stitch I think you should you should, you should stand by that that says a lot about you um, if you could have an unlimited supply of one thing what would it be uh, Guinness <laughs> Yeah, good man yourself. Fair play to you. Um, if your life was a story, what would it be money. called? Mulan and money. The 
whole the whole point of doing Anton to get a few quid, like you know what I mean? <laughs> an unlimited supply of Anton Guinness. <laughs> I'm straight you know, in. If you had an unlimited supply of money, you could buy Guinness. <laughs> you could actually uh, buy Guinness. Not not even just pints. You could actually buy the brewery. But no, no, no. Okay, let's go back to the start and pick Mulan, Mulan and Guinness. <laughs> oh James we're never going to get through these right if your life was a story what would it be called Sebastian Safe goes on holidays (laughs) Sebastian (laughs) Safe movie (laughs) oh lad oh lad Um, (laughs) hey what's your favourite animal oh meerkat a <laughs> They're gas, man. That one's real. I do. I do stand by that. One. <laughs> you know what there is like a Disney meerkat. Is there Timon? Timon oh, from the Lion King. Jeez, man, I'm actually more terrible at this. That <laughs> never even considered him a meerkat before until now. Jesus Christ! I know, okay. I suppose, yeah, there we go. He is. Um, compare the meerkat.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. What's your favorite word? <laughs> Uh, fork. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I'm going to do one more. <laughs> I can't go up anymore. Um, okay. Here's 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 a good one. A good a good solid wholesome one to 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 round it off. Right. What time right. of day are you most inspired? I'd say around midnight. Around midnight, and is that when you do most of your writing? You're inspired to write most. Yeah, night night time, definitely. Maybe it could be. Between yeah, maybe nine o'clock to either maybe two a.m. Just kind of that nighttime window when you should when you should be going to sleep. That's when it's kind of like a you know it's like I shouldn't right. be writing now. So that's how you get the goods when you're if you have access, like in college if I had a, to write an essay or something you need to be doing the essay. But that's when you get all the good stuff. You start writing yeah when you're supposed Fair to be doing enough. something else. Good stuff. No, that 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 that's brilliant. Right. Um, before we 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 sign <laughs> off there now, lad. Plug absolutely everything you want. Lovely, yeah. I will. I've this um, <clears throat> my new EP, the the chill out sexy vibe one, is out now. It's called Before I Remember You, and actually I've, I haven't said this out loud yet, but I, I actually spelled remember wrong on the artwork. But shh, you did not. Okay, no, we won't tell anyone. Don't worry, no one listens to this. <laughs> but um, yeah, Before I Remember You is out now on all platforms. I'm um, I'm recording as I said. The next one is I think it's going to be called Rainy, and. I am gigging. I have a big my headline show in Dublin is at the twenty eighth of October in Whelan's, and then the twenty ninth I'm in Belfast, the twenty seventh I think the Thursday I'm in uh, Cork, and then I'm in Ballydehob on the second of October in Levis's for a, like a festival, and I'm also playing Irish nice. Music Week in uh, in Dublin this this year as well. That is the fourth to the seventh. A lot in October actually. You can find yeah, me on where? Instagram on, and yeah. Facebook. All that, all that, all the usual suspects. You'll find me on S E B A S A F E. Cool. And then tickets to all them gigs you can find. I'm sure uh, you've got a link in bio. I do indeed. Yeah. Um, Grand job. They're, they're all Ticketmaster job anyway. So or the link in link link in bio. Link in bio. Perfect. Well, what we'll do is we'll make sure that the uh, all the links to that is um, if this makes it to YouTube, it'll be the link in the description or on any other platforms for the podcast. It'll be linked in the description as well. So what we'll do is, Mike, we'll sign off. Mr. Barry Carroll, thank you very much. Absolutely lovely to see it. Yeah, lovely to see you too, lad. We'll not leave it as long the next time. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's set up this reunion in Saloon now. We will. And, uh, we'll, have to do, we'll have to do it for all the boys listening. <laughs> or John Dalton and for 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 Pee Wee 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 Pee Wee
Pee with big nips, yeah, and 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 the cranbon. <laughs> get him, get him on the go, no, the old cranbon. Yeah, Jason's still <laughs> over there, so we'll just go over and knock on the door. But uh, and thank you, thanks very much for having me. A pleasure, my man. Pleasure. All the best with everything, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Mulan and money, though. I want to change that. Chat, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That's there, that club. That was the Music Career Show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends about the Music Career Show.